This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Well, the state of Alabama is seeking another execution date for a death row inmate who had his lethal injection canceled this past September. Alabama's Attorney General Steve Marshall filed that request with the Alabama Supreme Court regarding inmate Alan Miller. The lethal injection for Miller was called off by a judge when Miller's attorneys argued that the inmate had signed up for a different method, and that is death by nitrogen hypoxia. They say that Miller signed up for that back in 2018, but the state lost the paperwork. The U.S. Supreme Court, however, cleared the way for the lethal injection to proceed despite Miller's request for death by nitrogen. The Alabama Department of Corrections did attempt to go through with that lethal injection on September 22nd. However, they were unsuccessful in finding a vein to administer the drug to Miller, and they couldn't do it by the midnight deadline, which is when the death warrant expired. More disturbing details are coming out when it comes to sex education curriculum that's being used here in Alabama schools and who is supporting it. 1819 reporter Craig Monger is now revealing that the Alabama Department of Public Health has accepted $700,000 in federal funds from the Department of Health and Human Services for teen pregnancy prevention programs. The ADPH then turned around to partner with other organizations in order to promote certain sex education concepts. One of those approved programs by the ADPH is called Making Proud Choices. That curriculum was analyzed by the Family Watch International and was given a 15 out of 15 score for harmful elements presented to students ages 12 to 18. A detailed breakdown of some of that curriculum can be found on the 1819 News website in Monger's article. Coming out on the 1819 News website this weekend, on Saturday, there will be a list put together by editor-in-large Erica Thomas of the latest political campaign donations coming from the Alabama Teachers Union to state lawmakers and political candidates. Thomas put together that list, and it involves the political arm of the Alabama Education Association, which is a group that goes by A-Vote. So far, there's been about $400,000 that have been given to school boards, candidates, and lawmakers. One state lawmaker receiving a hefty $50,000 for his campaign is Republican Senator Tom Watley. Watley went on to sponsor legislation in this past legislative session that deleted language in the Alabama Literacy Act that would have required third graders to pass a reading proficiency test before they moved on to fourth grade. You can find more details about all of those receiving the campaign donations from the AEA by going to the 1819 News website this coming Saturday, or you can go sign up for the email newsletter and get it that way. Well, it's been a grueling week in one Birmingham courtroom as one of two murder suspects are tried for the kidnapping and death of three-year-old Camille Cupcake McKinney back in 2019. Several witnesses took the stand in the past few days, and on Wednesday, FBI Special Agent Stanley Ruffin showed photos to the jury of the search of the home as as, as well as where the little toddler's body was found by authorities. Ruffin told the jury he was involved in 9-11 and thought that the loss of life was hard to deal with then, but he said that this case was even harder. Homicide detective Jonathan Ross also took the stand and the jury watched police interviews with the suspect Patrick Stallworth, who is being charged along with his girlfriend, Derek Brown. Forensic pathologist Dr. Daniel Dye did reveal in the autopsy report in McKinney's death that the little girl had signs of injury, but not sexual abuse. She also had meth and other drugs in her system 
that played a part in her death. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled that a program implemented under Barack Obama is not legal. The court was considering a lawsuit against the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program. The three-judge panel determined that Obama did not have authority as president to create or launch the program within the immigration agency. The ruling puts a halt to any more applicants being accepted. The current protection that's being offered by those already enrolled in the program will continue for now. Joe Biden responded to the ruling, saying he's disappointed and blames MAGA Republicans in red states for launching the lawsuit in the first place. George Washington University professor Jonathan Turley says he has long considered the DACA program to be unlawful, as well as an open effort by Obama to circumvent Congress when he did not get his plan passed through the legislative process. President Joe Biden has announced a plan by his administration to pardon all Americans across the board who have a single conviction of marijuana possession. Biden says that no one is currently in prison serving time for such a charge, so it would essentially expunge their record. The White House released numbers on what this action would look like, saying about 6,500 people with prior federal convictions would have those charges dropped, and those within the District of Columbia who have similar charges. When asked about the timing of this move so close to the midterm elections, Biden says clearly marijuana laws are not working. Speaking of the Bidens, the attorney for the president's son, Hunter, is furious at a recent article that was put out by the Washington Post. That article claims that a special prosecutor has sufficient evidence to charge Hunter Biden with tax crimes. Attorney Chris Clark is blaming the Department of Justice for the leak getting out to the media and is reminding the Washington Post that it's a federal felony for a federal agent to leak any grand jury information. Clark is also calling for a diligent and thorough investigation by the Department of Justice into this leak. The essence of the article that was put out by the Washington Post is that U.S. Attorney David Weiss has enough evidence to charge Hunter Biden with tax fraud, money laundering, foreign lobbying violations, and illegal possession of a gun. Earlier this year, the Washington Post hired two computer security experts to look over the emails that were found on the Hunter Biden laptop in order to confirm their authenticity, and those experts did confirm it was authentic. Whether the DOJ is referring to those contents from the laptop in their case remains to be seen, and whether or not any charges against Hunter will also implicate Joe Biden was involved also remains to be seen. And while we're on the topic of presidents, the rule of law, and lawsuits, a lawyer for Donald Trump is predicting that the charges coming from New York Attorney General Letitia James against the Trump organization is going to be a dud. Attorney Alina Habba spoke with Newsmax. There is no case. Uh, there was absolutely no victims. Donald Trump, the former president, is a, an incredibly wealthy man with a great, successful company. He had major lenders like Deutsche Bank, for instance, who have their own betting process. And there was the statement of financial conditions with a massive waiver that basically said, look, these are what we believe our properties are worth. You do your own due diligence, which they did. And then they all made money. And there's, been ne- there's never been a default notice. There has never been a victim. But Letitia's, she was down in the polls and midterm elections are coming up. So what does she do? She holds this massive conference where she effectively claims that there was some damage, which there wasn't. Meanwhile, crime is crazy in New York. And an OBGYN physician is revealing some disturbing cases that he has witnessed with his pregnant patients who got the COVID-19 vaccine upon advice from doctors that it is safe and effective to do in a pregnancy. 
Dr. James Thorpe spoke on the Ask Dr. Drew program. Miscarriage. Fetal malformation. Miscarriage is, is increased by a, a, a massive number. Um, fetal malformation, a specific fetal malformation, um, cystic hygroma, fetal cardiac abnormalities, fetal cardiac arrhythmias, fetal cardiac malformations, fetal uh, cardiac arrest, severe placental problems causing intrauterine growth restriction, severely uh, uh, unable to grow fetuses, um, a significant increase, and this is all compared with appropriate controls, influenza vaccine. Okay, it's off the record. If you look at the forest plots in my data, it's off the record. You're, it's off, it's way off the charts. And and so we, the CDC and FDA say that if you have a, a relative risk or with a, um, a um, of two or greater, that's a severe danger signal that should be looked at. Um, ours are way, way beyond that with p-values, some of the p-values into a million. For those of you, uh, uh, your audience, a p-value is the chance of something statistically occurring um, just naturally. So it's very unlikely. Also, we saw fetal death. We saw abnormal fetal organ perfusion abnormalities that we, and, and, um, and many others. Thorpe is also a maternal fetal medicine physician, and he called the rollout of the vaccine a medical disaster that only benefited big pharmaceutical companies and not the patient. I, I don't make any apologies for my passion and my sticking up for my patients, my preborn children, and my newborns. Um, I always will, and it's been very difficult for me to watch this vaccine causing such great harm to my patients. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out the 1819 News podcast with host Brian Dawson as he talks about worldview wars with Dr. Dell Tackett. Uh, I just got through writing not long ago uh, what I call the seven threats uh, that are uh, aligning in our culture today. And a lot of those threats center uh, upon the loss of the noble male mm. and the loss of the virtuous female. Uh, the way God intended for the male and the female uh, to live and to walk before him, uh, the male was to be the noble male, the, the female was to be the virtuous female. And um, the, in particular, the Marxist worldview and a secular worldview uh, are trying to destroy that. Why? Because they want to destroy uh, the institutions of God, the social order of God. And that's why we have such, a, uh, such an attack upon the notion of male and the notion of female. And so when you, when you uh, destroy truth, when you pull truth out, uh, then uh, what happens is the noble male either becomes a buffoon uh, or it becomes a beast. Uh, like we like we find in in some nations in the Middle East, uh, what we find in the gangs and so forth, but mostly within our culture becomes a buffoon. You can find more of that podcast at the 1819 News website under the podcast tab. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of the daily detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. 
You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 